Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. For those of you that were with us in the last hour, yeah, welcome for continuing with the show. Thank you so much. This is the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is the variety show we do tonight at 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com, on Facebook.com, Transformation Talk Radio. A new show will debut. Really a stretch for me not for Mark. Mark Anthony, the Psychic Lawyer, Psychic Explorer, and me, we're doing a show called The Psychic and the Doc. It's a new venue. Uh, We are doing this show because we want to bring messages, insight, and support for the day and times we're living in now. Whether it's practical, whether it's paranormal, it's powerful. And this is a show where you all are featured. Now, for today's show, I'm just saying we're going to be able to do interaction with you on social media. And it's a live call-in show, 1-800-930-2819, today and tonight. In the future, we're going to create a, um, what is it, a Zoom audience. So we got a lot of things planned. Why? Because that's the energy. And the energy we're living in is an energy that causes people like my guest today to step forward, Amy, Amy Galbert. People like Amy to step forward and say, look, this is my passion. This is my purpose. This is how I can help heal. This is how I can help people heal themselves and the world. This is somebody that said, I need to put something on paper that represents my life, that represents a progressive, comprehensive approach to aromatherapy and essential oils. And the thing is that we are hearing these terms now a lot. And people are trying to make sense of what it is, how do I do it, and what do I do? That's why we bring the best of the best here, because you are the best audience on the planet, and you deserve the best. And so today, you're going to get to take this journey. We also have three copies of Amy's book to give to you, The Ultimate Guide to Aromatherapy. And I already have a bunch of questions you already sent me, so I'm all all about that. Um, Today for you, we now know, or we're talking more about wellness and well-being. Wellness generally is referred to the body and other parts. Well-being says, guess what? Your mind gets a seat at the table. Amy, it's great to have you. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me, Dr. Pat. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy. Look, you have been a pivotal player in the world of aromatherapy. You know, I I don't even know what year it was that you like 
aromatherapy school. I, I mean, mm-hmm. when I think about actions that people take to enact our dream, we just talked about this in the dream show that we just did with Stephanie before. There are dreams and then there's actions. And I would imagine that you are both an advocate, an entrepreneur, you are a consultant, you're a formulator, you are you are out there saying, this is what I've discovered, this is what I can tell you about, this is what can help you heal. Before we get into this book, I want to know, like, what was it that either touched your heart or what two by four hit you up the side (laughs) of the head that said, yo, I have got to make a change and I got to help other people. Usually there's a story behind this. Usually it's like a country Western song. My dog died. I got sick. My husband died. What was it for you that said, I have got to do this and live this life? Well, it actually was a kind of a bit of a little bit of a health crisis, actually, back in the 90s. And it really, uh, it really offered me actually a great gift because it required that I stop kind of doing everything stop eating what I was used to eating, stop hanging out with the people I was used to hanging out with, all of that. And what it also really got me thinking about was how deep and powerful the mind-body connection really is. Because it was one of those weird autoimmune things where no one really knew what was really wrong. They kind of knew, you know, (laughs) they kind of knew what was wrong. And then that just made me realize, well, wait a minute. Like, this is obviously an energetic thing. This is obviously an emotional thing. This is obviously some other stuff. And I, re- I you know, started getting very interested in mind-body practices and medicine, basically. And one of the pivotal books at that time for me was Carol, uh, Caroline Meese's book, Anatomy of the Spirit. Yeah. Which was, and that like totally shift, it was a big paradigm shift for me. And then at around the same time, I was introduced through a friend of mine to essential oils. So this is like mid to late 90s. And um, I had never really heard of them before, to be honest. And I took one sniff of it. And it immediately transported me in a way that I had never really understood. Like all of a sudden to me, it expressed the mind-body connection in a way that nothing else had outside of what I was reading or thinking about. Like there was no like visceral response to it. And so when I had that reaction, I was like, I need to learn everything about this immediately. And that's really kind of how it all started. So I, you know, started to become really interested in it. I I was a um, Asian body work worker p- practitioner in shiatsu for a while, and started incorporating essential oils into that practice. Out of that, then, out of my desire to continue to share with my clients how powerful the mind body connection is, I realized that once they left my office with me they needed a tool to like help them think about it after they were with me. So that's when I started creating aromatic remedies out of essential oils, which then kind of uh, morphed into a business. 
a brand called Buddha Nose, which um, I was one of the first lines to carry the USDA organic seal back in the early 2000s. And this is before, I mean, I've lived in New York City uh, most of my life. This is like before Whole Foods came into the scene, before Facebook and Instagram, you know, it was a whole different world back then. So I was really working one-on-one and talking to people and sharing my passion about this mind-body connection. So my products ended up getting sold and picked up in a lot of yoga studios and health centers. And that, um, and then I kind of just became involved in the brand and really educating people about what they're putting on their body, um, what they're smelling, how aroma affects their overall well-being and their health, like scent. And, um, and yeah, so that was like the beginning of the story, really. But it really came from that. I would say aha moment when I really like smelled that oil and realized, oh my goodness, this is the quintessential expression of holism. Like here, and and an aroma is 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 a vapor, right? It's ephemeral; it disappears in a second. So it wasn't even something I could grab, but it was something that I connected with on that level and felt immediately that I needed to share it. You know? Yeah. And the reason I ask you this question, and I love that you share that, because honestly, six months after doing this, six months after dialing a wrong phone number, I doubted myself. And that was 16 years ago. And I had this vision to create a positive talk venue. First of all, I'm a woman and women don't do talk radio. They didn't 16 years mm-hmm. ago. And I started to think about bailing out. And on April 1st of 04, I came down with a mystery disease. You know what I mean, right? Because they don't have a name do. for it. They think it's like an autoimmune thing. Uh, the angel well, lady. That's the cat in Ray. Mystery. I mean, they literally said that to me, though, Amy. Um, and then the angel lady says, you know what? I think the angels are telling no, Seriously, this is it. The angels are telling me you might have a thyroid, T3. Go and look up T3. Now, if you go back to 03 and the time that you just referenced for you to begin your journey, we did not have what we have today. We didn't, you Mm -hmm. know, but some part of you knew that this would be one of the most important conversations. 20 years later, 10 years later, you knew it. And it was still Mm -hmm. one of the most important conversations when you created it. Mm -hmm. And so that angel lady led me to a naturopath in Seattle, Dr. Darvish, Dr. Nusheen Darvish, out of a small little building. Of course, she's not in there anymore. And the woman saved my life. But I didn't know what I didn't know. I would love to ask you about if you could reflect on where you were then and what has changed um, in the world, what you're seeing in well-being and wellness that really points to, oh boy, do I say this? A failure on the part of some aspects of medicine, an opportunity on the part of really getting back to some ancient traditions that we know work. Well, I think back then, certainly at the end of the 90s and the early, I think this whole idea of there was obviously there was a lot of mind body stuff meditation yoga all of that kind of thing but it wasn't 
it wasn't kind of part of our everyday lexicon or our conversation, really. I mean, just even look back in New York City at that time, there were, I think, three or four yoga studios. I know. You know, 15 years later, there was like a yoga studio on every block. So just even on that, you know, the, the awareness wasn't there. And things were very compartmentalized. And I think a lot of people also felt that they didn't have choices in the matter. And I think where we see right now coming in and understanding is that we actually have choices and we actually can choose, like that choice has to be like how we're going to respond to the information that we're getting. And I think that back then there wasn't that um, that agency that we felt somehow to be able to make that decision or, or understand really what was going on. I mean, even on a simple level, like I was, as I mentioned, I was selling my product Boudinot's at yoga festivals and yoga events. Um, and I would have all these yogis coming to my little table, my booth. And they were like, you know, some major influencers in the yoga field at the time, you know, they were, they were healthy, they were meditating, they were doing everything. But when it came to their skincare, they would reach in their bag as they were talking to me, and pull out something like Vaseline intensive care, pat, pat, you know, pull out something that wasn't aligned with the other values or direction that their life was. So I just found that like astonishing, you know, just even on that level, that kind of connecting of what we put on our skin, not only as ramifications on our own health, but also on the health of the environment. And also like, even kind of in the way that we choose to spend our money, like, are we going to spend it on a product that is more natural or plant based and minimally processed? Are we going to spend it on something that you know, is just feeding the machine that's taking us further and further away from nature. So it was, um, I think that I see that happening now. Today, I feel like things are coming back, you know, and certainly with what's been happening with COVID and the lockdowns and all of this, I think people are realizing how important it is to really take back the control of their health in a way that they never, I mean, they would say it, but they didn't really get it. Now I think we're getting it, <laughs> you know, in a way that we didn't before. And so we're looking for tools and easy things that we can use and integrate into the practice of our everyday life that is going to kind of what I like the metaphor of like, keep us on the surfboard so we don't fall off, you know, keep us balanced. So we don't fall off into the abyss of illness or whatever it might be. So I think that's important. And I see many, many more people kind of coming towards that, you know? Yeah. And I want to just talk about this because, you know, your book really does give us so much information. And what I love about it is that you're taking us you know, to a place where it doesn't matter where you are, what walk of life you're in, it doesn't matter what's going on in your scenario, you have given us an encyclopedia of good juicy things to know and do. And you're doing it in such a beautiful way. Um, I, I wanted to talk with you about when, what it's like to be you. <laughs> I'm from New York. But oh. 
but what it's like you've been born in the Bronx you can't I mean I'm a little bit don't have quite the accent but born in the Bronx but what it's like to be you and, and the, the reason I'm saying that is I want to touch upon something you said so COVID comes out I reach out and I get a number of things I get make sure you're taking this this is the essential oil make sure you're doing this now I'm very obedient so when people like you Amy say to me this is what I would like you to do I'm doing it right <laughs> um, but in your book I now know why I'm doing it and what the impact is mm -hmm. this is such an important part because I loved in the book when you have this some um, there, there's an image a diagram in the book and you have this diagram that talks about the heart and the terrain and the nourishment right i'm a visual so when you put something like that in the book i'm like oh wait a minute this is good now what does she mean by acute intervention and so i want to ask you this takes us on a journey that brings in so much of ancient wisdom so much of your wisdom and so much of, how should I call it, healing options for people. What would you say are the top three, your top three, most important things that people should know about aromatherapy and essential oils in today's world? I mean, there's a million things we're going to talk about today. But I'm just curious right now, today, looking at you on this date, what's your top three? Well, my top three is number one. I think that essential oils are intended and meant to be a support tool, a support for us to manage our, our uh, emotional responses to external stressors. I will say this, an essential oil is not going to cure your sciatica or get rid of your psoriasis or whatever ailment that you have. Um, it can help soothe the symptom and ease the discomfort and support you as you're healing. But really, I would say, because what makes an, uh, an essential oil so powerful is that we have the olfactory benefit of it. Otherwise, if we didn't have this olfactory experience, it's, it's you know, and herbalism is a powerful practice, right? It is and aromatherapy is part of herbalism, actually. It's using plant medicine. But we're focusing more on the olfactory experience. And the way our sense of smell operates, it has direct impact on how our hormones are produced, what neurotransmitters get shot around, and overall how it balances our entire physiology. And we live in a culture where we don't encourage smell, you know, or we're trying to get rid of things that are smelling or whatever. And I would say that one of the top three things with aromatherapy is it engages your sense of smell and we should be present with that sense of smell and understand how vital it is for um, soothing and kind of modulating our stress response. So that's number one. Um, number number two is that they are precious and they are you it takes a lot of plant material to yield just a tiny amount they are not meant to be used and dumped in a glass and and kind of just used in any old way they are precious 
It takes a lot of labor to create them. It is, um, you only need a drop in some cases to get the benefits that um, I think that that's another thing. And, you know, essential oils are so ubiquitous now. And I think that we need to have that kind of respect for what they are and where they come from. And it's very easy to, I have an oil right here. Like it's very easy to forget that this comes from a plant sometimes. And so I think we need to always be making that connection. And then um, let's see, the third most important thing about essential oils is I think that, I don't know, I might get in trouble for saying this, but they are safe. I know that there's a lot of fear mongering going on out there. And I think what makes them safe is if we approach them as precious, we use a very little bit, we focus on smelling them rather than lathering them all over us. And if we do put it on us, we put it on in the proper way. But I don't think there is anything dangerous about using essential oils. And in fact, I think there is great power that can be unleashed for all of us if any if we all just sit around and just smell something every day smell an essential oil you know every day even if it's for three minutes to just engage our sense of smell to um, connect with nature to all of that so I would say those are my three big things and the reason I wanted you to do that Amy was because there is so much to talk about and I want to really go deeper with these because and for those of you just tuning in you know we are really we're talking about um the ultimate guide for those of you out there Amy is my very special guest today but more than that we're talking about a lifetime of passion and purpose that goes into writing a book you know and writing a book that addresses what this means to look at the ultimate guide to aromatherapy aromatherapy and what the what that means the practice of aromatherapy and how it's tied to other aspects of who we are you know how scent is tied to memory and so forth um and that's why i ask you that question because one of the things you touched upon is a personal experience when my naturopath <laughs> lover this is my journey because I'm not kidding. I, I didn't know what I don't know. So when, when Dr. Darvish said to me, I want you to take this amount of oregano, right? Like, and this is, I got to tell you, what year is this? Oh, five or six, way back. I thought more is better. Oh, no. no kidding. <laughs> you know, so, so I thought, oh, this has got to be like taking a Tylenol or something. Like you take one, not so good. Take two, better. Right, right. Whatever. That's me. So when she says you got to take one and I take three and I end up almost in borderline anaphylactic shock, it isn't because there's something wrong with the oregano. It was because you're writing a book and the book is the ultimate book. <laughs> Because there are ways to go about it and there are ways to go about it. Um, One of the things I wanted to ask you is uh, when we come back from break, I want to connect the dots. One of the questions that came in from one of our listeners, and it is, it's, my heart goes out to you, Joni. COVID-19 has brought some effects to the body that people didn't anticipate. 
many people have lost their sense of smell. I mean, they're alive. They haven't passed on. But there are some, what do we want to call them, residual effects, unlike what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And Joni is aromatherapy, essential oils. So I can imagine what it was, what it would be like. So I want when we come back, I want to talk about what the connections are, how this works, and then I want to talk about some very specific oils from your enormous knowledge base. But <laughs> right now, Benny, we have got a copy of yeah. The Ultimate Guide to Aromatherapy. The book is fantastic. There are pictures. There are tables. I mean, you can open this book like I did just about any page. And I actually did open up a page that I'm going to talk to Amy about because I had never heard of this before. But you can go there and you could think about this is what I could do for this. And there's not going to be a question mark because when Amy goes through and does is says, look, this is a fragrance that will get us to better or worst, times in the present, times in the past. When we come back, we're going to connect the dots on how these work, what they hit us on. But before we do 1-800-930-2819, get a copy of the book. We're giving it away. 1-800-930-2819. And Amy, for you, how do people find out about you? How do they get a copy of the book? How do they take your classes? The whole deal. Okay. Well, you can find me on my website, amygalper.com very easy a-m-y-g-a-l-p-e-r.com and i am right now teaching a series of live stream live broadcasted classes they're each about 45 minutes to an hour long they're super affordable 24 dollars 99 cents come and learn about five different oils um And then every month I have a free session where we do a live stream where we just all smell oils together. So I'm trying to build community of people smelling and practicing smelling together. And then um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Amy Galper. So those are the best ways to find me and find out about my courses. And uh, yeah, that's probably the best way, you know. Yeah, we're going to take a short break. And I'm telling you, I'm channeling Grandma Bolella, my grandmama. Challenging Grandmama Bolella. I could see her right now in the kitchen. And I could see Papa has grown all the herbs, right? Oregano, basil. I don't even know what some of the herbs are. I could see this. (laughs) And I could see Grandmama. She's doing her thing, what she's doing in the cooking. But what is she doing with the olive oil and these herbs? What the heck is she doing And why as kids, when we would wake up, we would get like a face full or a neck full of whatever she pulled out. What was mama doing? I'm not going to answer that. Amy's (laughs) going to answer it. And then I'm going to put Amy on the hot spot. What what are Amy, because this is the world we're living in. What are Amy's top three that we can talk about that are kind of busting through that are in today's world, one of the most unknown, untalked about, and powerful that we could know about. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. I love Sanskrit. It's beauty and it's universal ideas. I love that this is readily accessible to everyone. The word Sanskrita means pure and perfectly formed. This pure and perfect aspect to Sanskrit is ever available. 
Sanskrit is the voice of reason, truth, and practical wisdom, which tells us what's the right thing to say or do in any situation. Try this. When you are unclear what to do, think of someone wise and ask yourself, what would they say or do here? The answer that comes is always just right. It's pure and perfectly formed. So you can take your next best step forward. I'm Sarah Main, creator of Conscious Confidence, a timeless wisdom and host of Conscious Confidence Radio. Learn how to gain access to simple, timeless wisdom with my Fuse program. Buy my book, Conscious Confidence, today at ConsciousConfidence.com and get started. Hi, I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the hosts of Inner Bloom Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about spirituality and intuitive development. Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life. Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Are you ready to awaken to your divine and true potential? Tune in to a Spirited Exchange Radio with me, Carrie Kadambi, every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We discuss the evolution of the modern mind and how the power of awakening, healing, and connecting allows us to step into living a life of love in action. For more information about me, visit thedivineguidancegift.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Aubert. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Aubert. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm so thrilled to have Amy joining me here today. And I just want to tell you a little bit. Um, the book we're giving away is The Ultimate Guide to Aromatherapy. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention is that um, when you take a look at this book, um, Amy takes us on this journey in talking about what the effect is, what aromatherapy is, but also the new aromatherapy. And so there's a history, there's a fast forward. And, and when you think about this and you, and you read her book, like some of you are going to do and those you buy it, you're going to talk about this. You're going to see the shifting paradigm. You know, you're going to get a sense from Amy about radiant health is the end game or at least one of them. And then the journey then begins about what are the essential, what are they? you know, how are they made? You know, what is the safety around them? What you should know? And like, unlike me, if Dr. Darvish tells you to take one, you don't take two. <laughs> you just don't do that. I mean, that's like not the thing. You know, it's right. like homeopathic stuff. When they tell you to put three under your tongue, you don't put the half a bottle. Right, right, right. 
sorry. Um, and then what you find, and I, this is what I love about this book, because, you know, there are some of us that are researchers. And so when somebody tells you, put the oil on your skin, that's one thing. When Amy shows you the structure of the epidermis, then you understand, wow, it's working, right? <laughs> uh, and that's what I love about this book. It is a beautiful blend of science. It's a wonderful blend of understanding the body and the mechanism of it. But it is an encyclopedia and it is a toolkit like sleepy time diffuser blend for insomnia, right? Because people ain't sleeping. Here's the thing. There are essentials in apothecary. There are essentials. And that those are the things that you will take this journey on in this book and understand about. And we're going to talk about some of them, but we're going to talk about some of the things that Amy's got in this book that I tell you I never heard of. But when I read <laughs> about them, they were like, oh, my gosh, I got to do that right now. Um, this is so key. Amy, how do people get a copy of the book? And Benny, we're going to go ahead and give away another copy of the book. 1-800-930-2819. How do they get a copy of the book? Remind us again. The book, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it at Barnes and Noble online, and it will be um, also distributed physically in those stores. But I know everybody's ordering online anyway, so it's probably better to do it now. The book officially launches next week, so you can go get your pre-order copy right now. Um, like I said, Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, but there's um, some other booksellers as well. But those are the two biggest ones. I know I and, got one, um, my advanced copy. Yeah, and then. Um, and then I have links to the book on my website, amygalper.com, too, where you can find it as well. Mm -hmm. So the question I asked you before the break is I want to talk about, you know, what's on your radar top three. The other thing I didn't mention, what, which was really an eye opener for me, Amy, it was understanding the depth and the breadth of this. And so what do I mean by that? I mean, sometimes we think about this and we say there's something wrong in the body and we heal but we forget the emotional conversation and we forget the mental conversation. And this is really so important in the day and age we live in to realize that there is something available to us that you're going to talk about now, which doesn't leave out emotions, doesn't leave out thought processes, you know, can help you with your thinking. And I think this to me is the beauty of not only what you've written in the book, but the beauty of what you've committed to as a life purpose. So let's get to these three. Okay. Um, I got one, but there are a lot of like big long names and stuff being thrown out out there. <laughs> I, I had to learn like ashwagandha, right? I still don't know exactly what it does, but there are some of these that are super important. I'd like to know what's on your list. You know, like what's in your for, wallet? What's on for your in, list? Oh, essential oils that I'm using kind of thing and uh, that are also in the book. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, sure. I actually have right at my desk right now, two of the ones that I like that I've been gravitating towards recently is bergamot mint. So that's not I a very- I have that on my list. You did? What are oh you my like, gosh. What? That's what? awesome. Bergamot mint has been a real, it's been very present for me the last several months, I would say. I've been really gravitating towards it. So bergamot mint is a relative of peppermint and spearmint. So it's just a different kind of mint plant, 
has almost a similar look to it, but it has a, um, a more kind of citrus, softer aroma. Um, it's not as like minty and kind of awakening and, and, and bright as the peppermint is and not as warming as the spearmint is. Um, but what's really what I love about the bergamot mint and why I think I've been gravitating towards it so much is that it shares molecules, a nice uh, a range of molecules, meaning when they analyze the essential oil and they see what it's composed of, it shares molecules with lavender, for example. So bergamot mint is very sedating to our central nervous system and very um, inviting to what you were just talking about of really asking us to incorporate that mind-body experience. Um, it's uh, So I've been really gravitating towards it just to help kind of ease my stress a little bit and to um, uh, help me sleep. Um, I find it's also just generally calming throughout the day, even as I'm going through my daily stressors of like too big of a to-do list kind of stress. Um, and I just, I also just love the way it smells. If you can imagine almost like a, a fruit, a little bit of a fruity kind of after smell to a mint. So it's quite lovely. Um, and, uh, and unlike peppermint, which if you were to put that directly on your skin, it would be really irritating. But bergamot mint is totally, um, I, I haven't had any adverse reactions. I don't know. I mean, I would definitely recommend you always diluting it down first before you apply it. But it's beautiful, beautiful to diffuse. Um, the next oil is um, cystus, which I think is coming into play more and more. Um, I'm seeing it. Um, I also am um, in, involved in the clean beauty kind of world. I wrote another book called Plant Powered Beauty. I, um, there's a company called Credo Beauty. Uh, they're a big online retailer for clean beauty products. I sit on their advisory council. But my point there is, is that there's a lot of products now I'm seeing coming into this niche kind of beauty, clean beauty market using this ingredient. Basically, Cystus is um, steam distilled from the dried... Um, flowers from the rock rose plant um, and it has a very uh, unique aroma uh, it's slightly resonance it's very penetrating um, but what's really wonderful about this oil which I find super helpful and the why I gravitate towards it is that it really to me has a great affinity to just overall healing so whether it's emotional healing, whether it's a wound on your face or any kind of healing that needs to be done, Cystus has um, great energy towards that. Um, and I feel like I've been definitely leaning on that one, especially during COVID, of just this, this vibe that we all have that there needs to be healing done. And there's something to me that is very um, ancient and penetrating about cystus. Mm -hmm. um, the next oil I'm just actually learning, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I wanted to share about it is finger root. 
Um, very, not many people are using it. No, definitely not. Like I said, I don't have years of experience with that oil like I do with some of the other oils. Um, but what's interesting about finger root is that it is botanically related to turmeric and ginger. So it shares certain affinities to the digestive system as turmeric and ginger do and as an anti-inflammatory and an antimicrobial. Um, so I find it a unique oil um, and it's, it's used a lot, I think in uh, Southeast Asia, the Philippines in that area, um, but not so much here. But anyway, uh, those would be my three unique ones. I mean, there are some other ones too, but you asked my top, or at least the ones that are on top of mind right now for me. And I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, I was looking at finger root earlier and I was looking at what it's, uh, you, you know, uh, let's just call it my version of healing. And I was really struck by a couple of aspects of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, here we are and we're moving into a place right now that has to do with, of course, the winter. Of course, people have COVID on their minds. You know, I am listening to some of my friends that are, are saying, look, I heard this work works. I heard that work. But right. I love the way you've outlined this in the book. I mean, because it fills in a lot of blanks for people. Let me give you an example. I my my Dr. Darvish again, my naturopath. I love juniper. I can't tell you why. I whether I put it in a diffuser or I drink it. There's something about it. Can you talk to the um, intuitive nature sometimes that we have as beings and what we're drawn to, even? Of course, now I, I know a little bit more about juniper, but even if we don't quite know what part of us it might take care of. Um, essential oils are remarkable this way. So I would, I would say there's a few things going on. Number one, uh, the sheer process of, of extracting essential, essential oils is an alchemical process. And what I mean by that is that it's taking something that is a vapor, right? From the element of air, from, from something that we can't touch, the invisible. And it goes through this mechanism of the, the apparatus of the distillation equipment. And then it becomes a liquid. So it literally is being transformed from a vapor to physical matter. And when they were doing this and they perfected this process back in the ninth century AD, what they were really trying to also capture was the essence of the plant. Because as we know, like even as human beings, that our essence, right, can't be seen by anyone. We can sense it, we can, but we can't see each other's essence. Just like when we smell a rose, we can't see that aroma, but we know when we look at the rose that that essence is there. That and it could be attributed to a life force essence. It's, 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 you know, energetic essence, vibrational essence, whatever it might be. So in this process of distillation, that essence is literally distilled and put into physical matter, which is why they called it essential oils. Mm -hmm. It was this capturing of an essence. So that's number one. 
So I do believe that when we smell things, we are connecting through our essence. It's believed in a lot of ancient, you know, writings and texts that scent is connecting directly to our hearts, to our essence, that where food might feed our body, scent feeds our soul. So when we are smelling something and we have that experience, which is why I try to always impress and invite my students and people who take classes and who take my free aroma sesh every month, like be present with the oil, just sit there and smell it, get your head out of it. Don't worry about trying to figure it out. Just see what that feeling is. Now, granted, I will say this, the feeling is also very subjective and it's colored by our memories, our cultural upbringing, our all sorts of things, right? But overall, most people have similar responses to certain things. But of course, it's going to be subjective because of the memory and all of that. So really, the best thing you could do is just sit with the oil, smell it, and see how it makes you feel and go from there. One of the questions that just came in um, in, in a text message is, uh, hey, Amy, hey, Amy and Dr. Pat, so much yeah. Hey, Amy and Dr. Pat, so much to talk about. Hey, um, Amy, can you talk about the various ways to the various ways to use aromatherapy and to use oils? For example, um, I noticed that you can literally apply. Here it is. I noticed that you can literally apply some something to your stomach area for indigestion. Um, can you tell us about the difference between sprays, diffusers, oils, ingesting? Great question, right? Because all of these are in your book, by the way. There are many methods to deliver essential oils, many, many, many different methods. But basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to get those wonderful, rich molecules that are in those essential oils into our bodies, whether it be making direct contact to our blood vessels or doing a chemical reaction through our olfactory sense. So what that means is we have a big choices on how we want to deliver them. I usually break it down and say that there are like three pathways into the body. One is the skin. So using any kind of skincare is a great way to deliver essential oils. So you could put an essential oil in your shampoo, in your liquid hand soap, in your hand sanitizer, in your whatever product that you are putting on your skin, an essential oil would be amazing. Now, the issue is, is that you always want to make sure that if you are putting it into a product that is mostly water, the essential oil won't dissolve in it because essential oils don't dissolve in water. They only dissolve in oils like um, fatty oils, like olive oil or shea butter or something like that. So you would just need to shake up your bottle. But for example, you know, applying it to our skin, whether it's in a cleanser or a scrub or a lotion or an oil is a great way to get it into our bodies um, and affect physiological change. And then the aroma then that we're smelling off of our body affects like an emotional kind of limbic mind reaction. 
The other way that we can get an essential oil in is through diffusing it. And that's a different way that's going to be connecting directly with our respiratory tract. And what that does is in a diffuser, there are a couple of different kinds. Um, there is a nebulizing diffuser, which actually really um, uh, breaks down the essential oil into tiny, teeny micro, micro droplets, almost revaporizing it. So our lungs can integrate it directly into our bloodstream a little more um, easily. So this is like the strongest delivery and is only really recommended to have a nebulizing diffuser running maybe for five minutes, 10 minutes, and then off for 45, because it's such a potent way for our lungs to absorb. Oopsie. And then there's and then there's also uh, water steam diffusers that have a little water. Yeah. And, and those are cold steam sonic vibration, which are lovely. But those molecules generally aren't broken down as small. And so that is, we do get some into our lungs, but it's more for an ambient, you know, clearing the air, purifying the air, that kind of thing, um, getting a mood going. Um, definitely helping if you're congested, that kind of thing. And then, of course, there's the candle diffusers or the hot stone, which because it uses heat, it will actually um, uh, affect the, the delicate molecules. So you're not going to be getting so much of a medicinal delivery as more of a just a scent scape kind of experience. So, so there are products for aromatherapy that you can use to affect physiological change, like, oh, I have a mosquito bite, I have an itch, I have a rash, I'm going to use it in a cream, it'll soothe the inflammation. Um, you could use it like when you mentioned about the bellyache, you can make a little oil and rub it on your belly, it'll get absorbed, which is great. But then you could also just sniff it, put it in um, water and an aromatic mist and spray it around you. But there's lots of different ways. And in the book, we have so many, many, many different applications in using the essential oils. So um, that's a great way to kind of get a good yeah. view of all the different ways. That was a great question because I think it's one of these misconceptions. You know, there's the popularity version of this where you go out and you get a diffuser and you put the drops in the water and you think it's doing something, but now, right. right but what you've just described is, well, wait a minute. It is doing something, but it's not doing what you think. And and that's why I'm so excited about this conversation, because I don't think I'm unusual in that I don't know what I don't know, but I want to take an action and do something. And not just your book, but the way you just took us on that journey, my gosh, you know, people will listen back to this and they'll be taking notes and saying, wow, I need to get this other, I need to get this other Nebula. I need to get the nebulizer version of this because this thing I'm doing over here isn't getting me where, where we want. Wow. You know, Amy, I love this. And I know we've got a few minutes left. And, I, and I've got to ask you this question because <laughs> a lot of this is where you've been. And now you've brought us to where we are. What excites you most when you look ahead, the future of aromatherapy and your work? Well, I think what excites me the most is that more and more people are learning and knowing about it. When I started out 20 something years ago and I said essential oils, people's eyes would glass over. So it makes me very excited is that this is becoming a common part of our 
world. People are understanding and reaching towards it. And I think with that um, interest is also simultaneously people are understanding how powerful the mind-body connection is and how responsible stress is for for all of these issues of disease and ill health. And that if we can learn to manage and navigate how we respond to our world, it will be better for our health. And to me, there's no better tool than using an essential oil. So that's what makes it very exciting to me. And then also because I'm involved in the clean beauty space, I'm super excited to see so many big companies now embracing plant-based minimally processed ingredients, which are um, are just going to make a bigger and bigger impact, not only on our all or overall well-being and health, but even environmentally. So this is like a great trajectory, which I don't see slowing down at all, which is very exciting. I agree with you on that. I, I think the whole beauty arena of where we've been and where we are today and just watching the transitional changes. And the good news is they are consulting with someone like you. I mean, my goodness, it's like, why not? Right. You know, we're not like sitting over here trying to figure something out that's not going to work. Because this is the arena, especially for women that we're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. we're now learning about things we did 30 years ago, 20 years ago that my mom did. We're now learning. And it's, I love what you said. I'm so excited about seeing the industry change and not doing it in a vacuum because I know you're involved in that. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe you should it's come back and we'll do, we'll do a whole show on that. I would love it. Oh my gosh. Anytime, anytime. I know. I, know. I, I mean, because as women, I think we are starting to learn about things. You know, we're asking different questions. We're starting to be the science, right? And it 100%. is the next frontier. And it and, really and, is. And I yeah. think for women, especially, I yeah. think that understanding that our well-being is intricately linked to our sense of beauty and what beauty means before it was it was very it was again it was compartmentalized it was very right. like cosmetic and whatever and you put your face on and you go out and that was it but there was no there was no like relational kind of connection there to it which oh. i think the clean beauty movement and what makes it so powerful is that it is about integrating all of these different aspects and redefining and shifting that conversation, which is really important. I agree with you. I, I'm so fascinated. And we're, we saw it in pockets early on with certain you know, celebrities coming mm-hmm. forward and saying different things. But now it's honoring the whole woman. Yes. Now it's saying this is women. This is what women are doing in the world. You can't ignore this over here right? Yes. You know, we're saying, please don't keep designing those six inch high heel hoop shoes that <laughs> you don't fit in, right? But I, I'm right. going to lose that argument. But we can talk about what we're putting on our face. We can talk about what we're putting on our skin. Amy, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I think it's important for us to believe in something. I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs>